This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. In a world without a single unified voice, humanity has been left searching for answers to the unknown. Now, one podcast has the power to change that and to spread its voice across the earth for all mankind to hear. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. <laughs> Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars. I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. Classic films, trivia games, and beyond. Come to the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. Now, on with the show. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray and if you think about it, if the sun were a campfire, then Earth would have the most comfortable seat. Tonight, <laughs> we, we will be continuing our series of looking at films and shows that were either made or set in our home states. This time we're checking in on the state where Rick lives, which is the Sunshine State, Florida. And joining us on this show is Rick. How's it going, sir? Did that make Mercury the marshmallow that got too was held in there too long? Mercury Mercury is the is the kid that sits so close to the campfire that the next day he has a sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, folks. And we have Scott. How's it going? I was that guy who got a sunburn from the fire when I was at uh, an event and was volunteered to tend the fireplace in this two-story cabin all night long. (laughs) (laughs) And Virginia, how's it going? Good, thank you. I don't have anything as interesting to say as that. (laughs) (laughs) And joining us once again is Tom. How's it going, sir? You know, everyone can be overwhelmed or underwhelmed, but you're never just whelmed. I want to (laughs) bring whelmed in. (laughs) I'm just whelmed. I'm just whelmed. Meh. <laughs> John's still here too. John is still on the live stream. I asked him if he wanted to join in. He said I kind of like it this way better. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I just want to say I also like Young Justice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have. Uh, that's that's where the whelmed line came from. Ah. Uh, okay. I've wanted to. Uh, do a, a game for every one of these shows that we do uh, for each state. So last time was Alabama, so we talked about Southern lingo and uh, right. and things like that. So this week, the game is called The Adventures of Florida Man. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so I've looked, uh, I've looked, and I've got to tell you, I I thought very hard about doing a podcast called the adventures of Florida man at one time and, and didn't do it. But, uh, for that. <laughs> uh, so I've looked at some headlines and there's a lot of news stories that start with Florida man 
Florida man did this. Florida man did that. Florida man put a egg crate on his head and jumped from a seven story window or, you know, crazy things like that. That is not even close. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the gist of a news story about Florida man. Now, obviously Florida man, these are all different people, but we're just calling it Florida man. And I'm going to give you a multiple choice of how the headline would end. And uh, I'm not keeping score. We're just going to let I'm going to let you guys guess of what the uh, actual headline is. Okay. I think I've only got five of these. All right. So Florida man held his grandmother hostage and he texted Coldplay lyrics to his family. Did the police end the standoff by a bursting through the door and tackling him? B offering him some pizza or C promising him a helicopter? Helicopter. Virginia? Pizza. Tom? Pizza. Scott? Pizza. It's the pizza. Uh, they offered him a, sl- a slice of pizza, actually. <laughs> Not even a whole pizza. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> No news as to whether or not he actually got the pizza. That's what they offered him. So, Okay, second one. Florida man was caught on a home security camera for three hours. What was he doing? Was he A, sleeping? Was he B, rummaging through the garbage? Or was he C, licking the doorbell? I think I actually read that story, so I'm going to recuse myself. Okay. Tom? I want to say licking the doorbell, but for three hours, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. Okay. Scott. Yeah. That, that's why you have to go with it because I, consider the game. We have to go with the most ridiculous. I could find some way to go through the garbage for three hours. I can find something to look for. Rick. Door, no. Yeah. He was licking the doorbell. Yeah, he was. He was licking the doorbell for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was going to go with so sleeping gross. because that has happened too. But then when you said licking the dribble, I was like, oh, yeah, that one. Okay. I think he was, I think there were drugs involved. You think? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After Florida man ripped the restaurant's urinal off the wall, what did he do? Did he A, peacefully go with the police, B, tear the restaurant apart, or C, run naked into the woods? Naked into the woods. That sounds good. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound good, but it sounds like a good <laughs> choice. Um, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna go against the trend. I'm gonna say he just peacefully left with the police. That was all he had to do was pull the urinal. Then that, his job was done. Go with the police. No, he ran naked into the woods. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he ripped it off the wall and then peed into it. Isn't the whole purpose, really? Let me point something out to folks who have never been to Florida. Our woods are not conducive to nakedness. <laughs> yeah. All of our plants are spiky and painful. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, your woods aren't really conducive to people. Uh, no, this this state will try to kill you as much. Yeah, the only and I'm not sure world... what part of Florida this was because my mom lived in uh, Tallahassee, but that's up in the pan. That's almost that's, that's southern, southern Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's not. <laughs> Uh, okay, your, your state is the Australia of the U.S. Exactly, as far <laughs> as as far as deadliness to humans. The only the only place that's that's more hostile to bipedal life is Australia, uh, <laughs> and and some of their stuff that'll kill you is is adorable. Ours isn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good John Irons comments too. So I wasn't even looking. 
And prehistoric. How dare you? <laughs> Sorry, John. I wasn't looking. I was looking at my notes here. Uh, prehistoric the is our state bird. Insects. Uh, okay. So two more. A uh, Florida man was sent back to jail shortly after being released. Why? A. He robbed a liquor store. B. He broke into a tiger cage. Or C. He refused to pay for the cab that brought him home from jail. Cab. The cab. Yeah, it's got to be the cab. Yeah. It's the cab. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one. Florida man tried to burn down his ex-lover's house by leaving spaghetti sauce boiling on the stove. What was he wearing? A, nothing, B, jorts, or C, a bull costume. <laughs> I'm going to go with jorts. Yeah, jorts. I'm going to go with a bull costume. Yeah, a bull costume. It's a bull costume. <laughs> I am impressed that you did not go with the story about the guy that threw the alligator through the Wendy's drive through window. Well, because I, I knew I knew you you would know that one immediately. I've been to that Wendy's. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's not far from where I grew up. <laughs> I was I was about to say that you you have to include an answer that is more crazy than the correct answer because otherwise we just immediately go for the craziest sounding answer and we're always right. But then I I realize what game we're playing and <laughs> that, that can't be easy. No. Now, is this yeah. true, Rick? John says jorts don't really stand out in Florida. They don't really stand out in Alabama, I can tell you that. <laughs> I'll, okay, I'm not entirely sure what jorts are. Jorts are Dean denim shorts. Denim shorts. What? But jorts are actually not Dean not necessarily shorts. yeah not necessarily denim shorts, but actually a pair of blue jeans that have been cut into into be, being shorts. There's a word for that. Yeah, they're called jorts. They're jean shorts. Oh, yeah, we wear those all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I say, I, I mean, I've might... got I've got denim shorts, but then you've got a pair of jeans that have been made into shorts. Those are jorts. Okay. My yeah, wife, that was like half of the shorts that my brother and I used to wear when we were kids. Yeah. <laughs> my, my first, you know, I lived in Louisiana for three years. And my first year there, um, the school I worked for hadn't instituted the uh, ability to get paid a little less and spread it out over the entire year. So, like, for the, for the, the, year, the, the three months we weren't in session, you didn't get paid. Yeah. And so I had to find another gig for that for that first summer and i i found a job uh moving furniture for the for the school department for the education department and it was summer in louisiana and so i would go to work wearing jeans and i would come home in shorts and my wife would get <laughs> pissed at me because you know i i would just, i was just like it was just getting too damn hot and so i would go to the bathroom and just cut the legs off of my shorts yeah <laughs> and uh, eventually, I ran out of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you gotta go to the store every weekend and buy an, another couple of pairs of pants. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some movies that were either made or set in the state of Florida. Uh, Rick, what's the first one on your list? All right, first I've got to say, I never got to, I never got past movies that were made made in Florida because there are over two hundred mm. on Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, 
John <laughs> says that's a real Florida man move, Rick. <laughs> it was in Louisiana. Does that yeah, count? Was in Louisiana. <laughs> in he was central Florida, Louisiana. He was a Florida man before he was in Florida. Yeah, central Louisiana. If the if you know if the earth needed an enema, that's where they put the hose. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, Louisiana. I, I met some. I, I have some really great friends from my time in Louisiana, but this anywhere other than New Orleans is a real crappy place to live. Um, you know, that's not entirely true. Baton Rouge isn't too bad either, but I wasn't in either of those places. Um, okay. Uh, so the first movie I'm going to mention is not particularly a good film, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to mention it because it was shot in my hometown. Um. Actually, you know, I meant to look these up so I could have dates to give y'all. Let me let me just quickly. Let's say it was nineteen. Oh, eighty-one. Okay, uh, there's a movie called Body Heat, starred uh, Catherine Turner and Be, because she is um, so wonderful. Uh, we we should make sure that we get the name right. It's Kathleen. Kathleen think, Turner. Right? Sorry. Thank you. Uh, Kathleen Turner and William Hurt. Um, I honestly don't remember what the movie's about. I saw it, uh, but it was you know one of those kind of kind of thriller movies that is utterly forgettable. But it was shot in my hometown of Lake Worth, <laughs> uh, and the theater that I got my start at, the Lake Worth Playhouse in downtown Lake Worth, Florida, uh, was redressed to be whatever theater they had for the movie. Uh, it was, and, you know, I watched the movie just to see, you know, if, if you've ever had a movie shot in your hometown, you watch the movie just to see, oh, I've been there, I've been there, I've been there. Yeah. And a friend of mine, they, they had a casting call for extras, and a friend of mine uh, went to it. I I, I think I was working. I couldn't go or I, I wasn't, I couldn't be bothered. I honestly don't remember. We're talking, you know, 30 years ago. Um, but uh, she's actually in the film for about half a second. She walks right, you know, if you know to look for, you, you see her walk past yeah. the camera. <laughs> um, so I cannot recommend this movie because I saw it and the, the plot is utterly forgettable, but it was shot in my hometown of Lake Worth. So body heat, check it out. I think I've heard the title before. I don't believe I've ever seen the movie, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, it it it, it is what it is. It's a you know. Tom, what about you? Um, I've got one. Uh, which one was it? Filmed or set? It was filmed in Florida. Um, I know Scott and I both were watch, watched this a lot as kids. Daryl, or mm-hmm. maybe more appropriately, D period A period R period Y period L. <laughs> So, Sorry, John. Uh, John, you are very right about that movie <laughs> <laughs> about body heat because it wasn't much beyond Kathleen Turner and William Hurt being hot. <laughs> um, yeah, it just—I don't. It, the the simple premise is a kid with a computer in his brain, if I remember right. Was um, it an Android? I didn't think it was that. Um, it's, it's been ages since I saw it. Yeah, it, it's been so long since since I've seen it. Probably since either of us have seen it that I can't remember. I it, in my head, I remember him being an android, but it's possible that I was just told 
by our parents that that's what it was because it was easier than trying to explain what a cyborg was to someone that age. Yeah, Wikipedia just says um, physically indistinguishable from a 10-year-old is Brain's uh, super sophisticated microcomputer. And he had, you know, reflexes, which meant he could play pole position really well. And uh, he could (laughs) hack other computer systems. And he was a military experiment. And and he was killer at softball. Yeah. Uh, he he broke the window. Um, it did have Michael McKean, but uh, I'm trying to re- see where it was filmed. Um, he's a, a government of- create, according to uh, IMDb. He's a government created robot with superhuman reflexes and mental abilities. Okay, yeah, so he's an android. Yeah, but yeah, it was filmed in Orlando um, and surrounding areas. Said. Um, I just that that movie stuck out because I remember watching it a lot as a kid. Yeah, I remember seeing that as a kid too. Yeah. Okay, Virginia, what about you? What's the first one on your list? Um, so mine also isn't really that great of a movie, but personally, I do love a good bad shark movie, especially if it's a sequel. And so my first one is Jaws 3D set at Orlando SeaWorld. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Luke yeah. Gossett Jr. Yes. Yes. his career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it has uh, one of the Quaids, Dennis Quaid? Yeah. And Leah Thompson. Very, very young Leah Thompson. I, it's, I don't even know if I've seen all the Jaws movies, so I can't remember... It, that that's not the one with Michael Caine, is it? That's the no, that's, that's cool. the fourth one. See, here's the thing: my mom oh, the, the owned revenge. She was in the revenge, right? Yeah. Yes, my mom owned all four of them on VHS. We <laughs> lived out in the country with no internet, no friends for miles around. So there were like certain sets of movies that we were allowed to watch. So for some reason, my mother in the summer, when you're supposed to go swimming in the pool and the lake and the river, (laughs) decided to show us all of the Jaws movies. And my youngest sister still refuses to go. Any any body of water that she cannot see the bottom, she refuses to go into it. (laughs) Like even freshwater freshwater uh, lakes and rivers are out because of bull sharks and crocodiles. So what I'm saying is. She scarred us for life. Was the Your video? Mother and my mother would have gotten along just fine because when Jaws <laughs> came out in 1975, five, I think, um, yeah, we went and saw it, and my my brother and my stepbrothers and my mom and my stepdad wanted to see it. I did not want to see it, but I was too young to stay at home alone. And then we. Uh, now my mother contested this later when I, I, of I related this to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said yeah. that you all wanted to see it. I'm like, no, they wanted to see it. I did not. And uh, so we went to see the movie and my brothers had heard that there was a naked girl at the beginning. So they all went and sat down <laughs> in the front row. Right, of course. After that opening scene, they all came running back. I said, can I go <laughs> sit in the lobby until this movie's over? They wouldn't let me. I couldn't go in the damn tub. <laughs> oh. You were like, like what, eight or nine? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm uh, eleven. Actually, seventy five. Was the um, was your copy of Jaws 3D? Was it bought at the store or was it recorded off a of television? 
I think it might have actually been bought at the store. Did it come Which with is interesting because no, it did not. But later, <laughs> when my sister, the same sister who won't go in the water, was much older, there was some promotion going on at sorry, my dog is getting off the couch. Um, there was a promotion much later by like McDonald's or Walmart or something where they were giving giving away 3D glasses. So my sister gets her 3D glasses. She goes home. She sits in front of the TV. She's like, I'm ready to watch it in 3D. And then she's like, and nothing happened. And I'm like, because your TV has to be set up to play 3D. I don't know what to tell you. John just said, and now you live in Florida, Rick. Way to face your fears. Dude, I'm a scuba diver. (laughs) Scott, you got something on on your chair. <laughs> What's the first one on your list, there, Scott? Uh, first on my list, um, I, I only came up with, uh, with with three. We may only people. do we may only do three. <laughs> uh, so I, I came up with a with a film trilogy and then uh, two TV series. So I'll start with the movies because I recently watched the. <clears throat> well, I would have thought the conclusion to the series, but the way it ends makes it sound like they're going to try to keep it going somehow. Um, and I recently watched Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, part of the Bad it's Boys on my, it's film series on my list too. Yeah, with uh, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, set in Miami, which is part one of my three-part series of uh, how film and television make uh, Miami seem like the worst place ever. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've been there. Miami sucks. <laughs> uh, this in, in conjunction with uh, uh, with the two series I'm going to talk about, and then uh, you know s- some others like, for example, CSI Miami. You just assume that at the end of any given month, the entire population has been murdered and replaced by a new population, which will then be murdered next month. That's how many killings go on in Miami, according to film and television. Um, well, yeah, New York's the same <laughs> way, though. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I liked the first bad boys movie. I thought it was fun. It's definitely Michael Bay doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Not all the jokes, uh, hold up anymore. Um, but it's a, it's a nice early Michael Bay, uh, action film, uh, with some <laughs> drug dealers and strippers. John says, <laughs> as, as John says, I'll, I'll be your voice, John hashtag drug dealers and strippers. <laughs> yep. That's, that's, that's pretty on uh, on brand for uh, Michael Bay. Um, then you, then you watch Bad Boys Two, and that's when you definitely get a taste of oh, Michael Bay is just absolutely a twelve year old boy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, all the, the chases are bigger, the explosions are louder, um, the music is crazier, and the the camera angles and the camera movements are nauseating. Uh, nothing makes sense. Bad Boys 2 is just ridiculous. Um, and Bad Boys 3 ain't a whole lot better. Um, I I was at a disadvantage uh, considering the fact that the further you go in the Bad Boys series, the more that uh, um, the Cuban-American uh, population plays a role in the stories um, more so in the second and third one. So you get to a point in the, 
uh, in the third film where the villain is um, the the villain is speaking Spanish pretty much exclusively, and the copy that I got had no subtitles. So I was just having to go by facial expression and body language to figure out what was going on. Luckily, as I said, it's a Michael Bay movie, so you're not really missing much. Actually, Michael Bay uh, didn't direct it. It was uh, he he was producer and he had a cameo, but he didn't direct the third one. I can't remember the name of the. He didn't direct this third one. Mm-mm, no, go ahead and keep t- keep talking. I'll look it up. Well, who, whoever directed the third one definitely went to Michael Bay school because I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> Yeah, y'all had, had Michael Bay's fingerprints all over it. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, what what is there to say about it? it it's the Bad Boys trilogy. It's set Directed Miami by and- Adil L. Arby and Bilal. Wait a minute, Adil L. Arby. They directed uh, Black and. They directed some stuff that I've never heard of. It's Adil Arby and. Bilal Fala. I think they directed the Snowpiercer series that's about to be coming out. I think they directed some of that. Oh, okay. All right. And I, I, I'm interested to watch that. I like the movie. I'm 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 excited to see what they what they do with that concept in, in a TV show. We'll see. John said um, gave him his blowed up blessing. Now you said <laughs> you didn't like it. I watched it. It was actually the fir- first one I was going to put on my list too, but. I thought that it was much better than I thought it was going to be when I started to watch it. Because usually when a, when a series has a sequel that comes out nearly 20 years after the last installment, it's not very good. And the fact that Martin Lawrence is not in uh, action star shape and he mm-hmm. didn't even pretend like he was, <laughs> you know, he's, right. just, he's just Martin Lawrence and he's just there, you know, they, uh, they, they folded that into the story. Yeah. It the was, it was much that. more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. I, I actually enjoyed quite a bit of it, but it, yeah, it's over the top and it's ridiculous. It's, it's had Michael Bay's fingerprints all over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to say, I've never seen any of the bad boys movies, but the trailer for this new one actually intrigued me. I liked it. I mean, I, I, it could, it, wasn't the best movie in the world it was i thought it was better than the second one i didn't really like the second one the first the first one was is one of my one of my top action films cop cop films you know the i think what what hurt the second one i think was um they were trying to lean really heavy into into the humor and they were trying too hard Mm. they were going like for for some obvious stuff um like you get a scene where uh, Martin Lawrence accidentally takes ecstasy. Yeah. So you have to you have to spend way too long uh, watching him, you know, act out the high, and and they make that a big comedy bit, and that goes on for far too long. Um, uh, if you ever see uh, uh, any memes online uh, about you know trying to calm yourself with someone saying "wusa." Yeah, that came from the second one. Yeah, again, goes on way too long. John um, says the rat scene. Ugh, the rat scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you can look at the the Bad Boys uh, film series a bit like the 2009 Star Trek series. First one, good. It's a lot of fun. You should you should watch it. The second one, not so much fun. Don't watch it. The third one, 
yeah, it's better than the second one. Probably not going to be better than the first one, but worth a watch. The first one that I'll talk about is Ace Ventura Pet Detective from 1994. Uh, when I was 16 years old, this movie was the best thing that I thought I had ever seen. <laughs> I saw it at least twice in the theaters, and I don't know how many times I watched it when it came out on video. I thought Jim Carrey hung the moon <laughs> when I was 16. Uh, now I think he's, you know, crazy. But <laughs> he's... um. Over that, over that next year, after he came out with Ace Ventura, he did Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, and Batman Forever. So he probably made enough money in that year to live for the rest of his life in comfort. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, uh, most of uh, most of Ace Ventura was filmed in Florida. They had they had the backdrop of the Miami Dolphins uh, because they were stealing the dolphin that was supposed to be their mascot. You know, uh, he was. I won't say that Jim Carrey was an unknown when that movie came out because that obviously he was enough of a known that they wanted him to star in this movie. He was on in living color. Um, and he was like this, you know, Let me show you something. yeah, yeah. Let me show you something. He was this rubber faced Jerry Lewis type, uh, person that could do all these voices and do all these faces and, and just, you know, all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and then they put him in this movie, and like after this movie came out, it, it just took off. He took off, and uh, Alabama connection. Courtney Cox was in that movie too. <laughs> She's from Alabama, but uh, and they actually they actually made another Ace Ventura movie that is abysmal. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. Uh, what was the name of it? When Nature Calls, I think yep. was the name of it. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. So he went to Africa in that one, you know. Oh, God. Yeah. It, it oh, has, have you never seen it? Oh. No. Wait, you've never seen Wait, Ace either. Ventura, When Nature Calls? <laughs> but what about Ace Ventura Jr.? I've seen, I've actually seen that too. And that's, uh, yeah, that's another one. <laughs> and and, and that, was, that was a movie, wasn't it? Yeah. It was about, okay, a, it because, was about a kid that was uh, supposed to be the child of uh, Ace and the Courtney Cox character. Supposedly she had a child and uh, it's Ace Jr. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? um, I, I think he also, I think he also got a, uh, an animated series. Oh yeah. 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 They had an animated series for a while. There was a, there, at one time there was two animated series on TV that were they had Ace Ventura, the animated series. They also had The Mask, which was kind of a hybrid between being based on the movie and being based on the comics. They yeah. couldn't they couldn't really go as dark as the comics went, so they, they kept it they kept it lighthearted like the series, but the animation was more like the like the mask of comic character, you know. So. Yeah. Has anyone here ever read any of the the comic book series of the Mask? I read some of them back in the day. Yeah. Mm-mm. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they had made it's a so movie dark. and like really based it on that com on that comic, that movie would have been rated R and it wouldn't have had yeah. Jim Carrey in it. <laughs> <laughs> so and as as a um as an example, the the scene in the movie where the, the two guys from the auto shop who who uh ripped him off and, and loaded him up with a whole bunch of unnecessary work on his car and they're wheeling them out of the body shop and they have mufflers sticking out of their backsides in a cartoonish way yeah yeah 
in the comic book, the cops get to the auto shop and they see one guy hanging from the ceiling of the auto shop with chains going through him. And another guy has had a muffler and catalytic converter inserted entirely through his body. Oof. So the guy's like head and body take the shape of, of the muffler. Yeah, I think they wanted to they're, keep the body count a little lower for the yeah, film. <laughs> they're, they're 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 both incredibly dead, and I, th- that comic book it, it goes in in arcs. It's like a miniseries. So here's a four issue miniseries, and then they do another four issue miniseries, uh, telling different stories. And the body count on each one is like m- minimum. the The least violent one is going to be dozens of of people dead. Yeah, yeah, and that's the hero. That's that's the hero killing all these people. <laughs> well, the he we'll call it the main character. I don't know if you can call him the hero or the protagonist. protagonist. He's yeah. just the title character. <laughs> all right, Virginia. What's the next one on your list? Or I I, I think I, I went out of order. First. I went out of order, but I'll no, go ahead. Rick went first. Okay, he's Rick, Florida man. Yeah, go ahead, Rick. What's your next one? <laughs> okay, uh, my next one is one of my all-time favorite movies. We're going back to the 50s. Uh, let me give you an exact date. Uh, 19... Uh, Can I guess what it is? 1954, Creature from the Black Lagoon. I guess right. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love the Creature movies. I love all three of them. Even The Creature Walks Among Us, which isn't the best. Um I'm a big fan of the Universal Monsters movies. Uh, you know, Dracula, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, and the Creature. Oh, and the Mummy. Um, I love all of those movies. I was really bummed. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't hey, know. I'm sorry. Go. There you are. <laughs> go um, ahead. I, I was really bummed when the, the, the Tom Cruise Mummy movie didn't do very well because I was looking forward to the, the them bringing all of those critters back. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't agree with that. It was, it was, and, um, oh, what's her name? The one that played, uh, uh, she was in, uh, Star Trek 3. Uh, Sophia Batella. That one, yeah. Uh, and she was also in Atomic Wand, which was, love that movie. Uh, but anyway, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon was filmed in Palatka, Florida, which is a bit, uh, northwest, uh, northeast of where I live. Uh, just south of Gainesville. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it's about a an expedition to South America, if I'm remembering all right, um, where the fossilized hand of a quote-unquote gill man was found. And so this archaeological expedition goes to try to find uh, more of, of the same, and they find a living gill man. And you have all seen the creature... Uh, it's one of the most iconic and famous uh, monsters slash costumes ever made. Um, there's some really great documentaries about it. Uh, it. It's very similar to Alien in that the story is not particularly uh, novel, but the portrayal of the creature is is what makes the, the, the movie... Uh, a classic. Uh, they got a, a, a kid to play the creature. Um, what is his name? Uh, well, there were there were two people that played the, the Gilman. Ben Chapman was the Gilman on land, and Riku Browning was the Gilman for the underwater scenes. 
And this dude was able to like, th- there was no way to put a scuba tank inside the costume. So they had to find somebody who was lanky and skinny enough to get into the costume, but also would hold his breath for a long time. And this mm-hmm. dude spent hours underwater doing the, the stunts for this. Uh, and it's, it's amazing. They, they do some really great stuff. If you watch the movie, you know, a lot of those, those 1950s horror films, you know, by our standards, they're not scary at all, but you know, they considered it horror back then. Uh, you know, they're, they, they're, they're really cheesy, but this one isn't, there's some really creepy stuff. If you know, I don't, lakes scare the hell out of me. I I know that there is no reason to be more, I, I I'm, less afraid in the ocean than I am in a lake. And I know that most <laughs> lakes don't have anything anywhere near as lethal as the ocean has. Um, and there are scenes in this movie where like uh, our, our the, the lead woman is swimming in this lake and you see the creature just below her and he like reaches up and just brushes her foot. And how many of you have ever not <clears throat> felt something touch your foot in a lake and not know what it was? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it, th- this movie is genius. Uh, and uh, Revenge of the Creature, as they go on, they get cheesier, and the creature walks among us is just really crappy, but they're, they're so much fun, and they take me right back to my childhood, uh, and I just, I really enjoy the, the, the Creature from the Black Lagoon is a classic, and it thoroughly deserves to be one. Were they all filmed in Florida? I don't know about the other two. I didn't look them up. No, we, we, we covered the first one in the Halloween episode we did a couple of years ago yeah. where we talked mm-hmm. about the classic horror movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's good. And also, uh, I wonder if it's in this, the creature mask was attributed to, oh, heck. Um, can't remember the, the, there, there's a there's a documentary on youtube about the making of the creature mask it was attributed to a guy but actually the mask was sculpted and designed by a woman uh who you know it was one of those classic examples of you know early uh cinema slash science slash society where a woman did all the work and a guy took the credit for it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and I don't remember. I don't remember her name, but uh, if you look it up, you can. It, it's it's worth looking up. <laughs> Who was next, Virginia? Yes. Go ahead. So okay. So if like me, you grew up in the eighties and you spent any amount of time at your grandmother's house, <laughs> you're probably familiar with a show called The Golden Girls, <laughs> set in Miami. <laughs> One we didn't greatest... have to go to our grandparents' house. We just stayed home. Mom loved that show. <laughs> yeah. I watch it now, and I'm like, what in the hell was my grandmother thinking? There's so many, like, innuendos and even, like, explicit comments. I'm like, I was, like, seven. I didn't realize what was happening. Yeah. But that's what made it so groundbreaking was it was these four older women, three widows, one divorced woman, and they weren't, like, just doddering away in an old age home like they they were out they were out dating men and doing their own thing and charity work and still having jobs and everything like it was something that you didn't see a whole lot of before then 
So I look at it now and I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. Why was my grandmother letting me watch that? I have no idea. <laughs> but you know, um, funny. John said he thought you were going to talk about Flipper when you started talking about your grandmother's house. <laughs> Virginia, um, yes. Have you seen uh, on Facebook uh, the Golden Girls scenes in the pandemic? The Golden Girls scenes. Someone oh, it right? wasn't like picture it, Florida 2020 or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. yeah. That. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I really enjoy the Golden Girls. One of the funniest things about that is Sophia, the mom, was the youngest of the bunch. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And Betty White is the oldest, and she's outlived all of them. Betty White is almost 100 years old, and when you think about it, she was playing a woman in, at retirement age 30 years ago on the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. You know, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's outlived everybody on that show. I, I like that I meme that says... Um, uh, technically, Betty White was born before sliced bread, so sliced bread is the best thing since Betty White. I don't know if this is a uh, politic to admit, but you know, I, I never noticed it before. But maybe being, uh, I'll be fifty six in uh, four days. Uh, Rue McClanahan was hot. <laughs> he was. And Betty White's legs. There's one. There's one episode where she, they're like doing like a tap dance. And Betty White's legs are amazing. I mean, how? <laughs> um, there was an episode of the Golden Girls where uh, George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino were both extras in that episode <laughs> as Elvis impersonators. Yeah. That's um, one of the first shows that I remember there being a spinoff because there was a show that came on right after that called Empty Nest. That, yep. that, mm-hmm. that It was their neighbor. Oh, <laughs> uh, John <laughs> says, agree to disagree about Rue. <laughs> disagree but you're right about Betty White's legs he says back when the show was new and um, and you know Tom and I were just kind of you know being exposed to it by just being in the house while mom would you know record episodes go back rewatch them as much as she wanted um, you know you, you, you see you see the ladies on the show and as a kid you think oh they're all old but now, and you know, Rick, you were talking about how you're you're going to be uh, aging in a few days. Um, uh, <laughs> in one week, from, one week from today, I'll be forty one, and I'd take I, I would take nineteen eighties Rue McClanahan out out for dinner. Sure, <laughs> maybe. I think maybe. it would be more than dinner. Maybe not 2020. If Blanche had anything to do with it. Well, yeah, see, that's the thing. It, it would be more than dinner if I was taking Blanche out today. <laughs> so I, I'm going to have to disagree with John on that. And, you know, um, I'm not going to say, you know, I would pick her over anybody, but I, I don't see as much wrong with, with her these days as I did back when I was 10. <laughs> John said she's a hoe. <laughs> Uh, Rue McClanahan and Betty White that wasn't their first pairing they used to be on another show that I used to love called Mama's Family mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> back in the day does anyone remember Betty White as Sue Ann Nivens from the Mary Tyler Moore yeah, show yeah. Mm-hmm. well I mean I don't remember it but I, I've, I've seen <laughs> Here's it the, oh, the interesting you, thing. see I could go on about the Golden Girls all night so when they were originally offered the parts 
uh, Betty White was offered Blanche and Rue McClanahan was offered Rose, but because Rose or because Betty White had already kind of played like a vampy sex, sex object and Rue McClanahan had, had already played kind of like a ditzy kind of role, they decided to switch him to kind of go against type. Yeah. All right. Tom, looking, looking back on all these years later, how can you imagine it being any other way? Right, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it was perfect. Tom, what's we the next one? We just have to ask ourselves, are we leaving the kind of world we want for Betty White and Keith Richards to live in? <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Tom, what's the next one on your list? Oh, boy. Um, one that surprised me, I saw Edward Scissorhands was filmed in Florida. Uh, yeah, I saw that on one of the lists I was looking at. I'm trying to see uh, right around Tampa Bay area, the town of Lutz. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> town of Lutz. I've been there. And the shopping center of the Southgate shopping center of Lakeland. So been there too. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm I suppose I never connected the Edward Scissorhands with any place in particular, but yeah, it's, yeah, I kinda... it's very Tim Burton in that it looks like it was filmed in and takes place in Burtonland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always kind of assume. I don't know when I'm when I'm a kid. I guess I just assume that movies are made in this place that they take place in. <laughs> That's not always the case. <laughs> Nobody wants to live in Tim Burton's imagination. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to uh, do an honorable mention there. Um, I, I hope we'll, I'll get another round through because there's one movie that I saw that just was crazy. But uh, honorable mention of Blue's big musical movie. <laughs> with Blue's Clues. And, I, I think that was back with uh, Steve as the host. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> the my my little girl loved Blue's Clues when she was when she was very young. Uh and when she was first learning to talk, uh I was I was changing her diaper one day and she kept going boo boo and I I thought she was saying uh or no, she was saying coo. And I thought she was just making a noise and I you know, I changed her diaper and I stood her up and she pointed at the floor. I looked down and there was a toy down there that had a paw print on it. <laughs> oh. And it wasn't it wasn't a blues clues paw print, but it was it was still like a paw print. And I realized she was saying clue. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. My son dressed as blue for Halloween when he was three, I think. We've got pictures because he had an inflatable thinking chair. And he put on his Halloween costume, sat in his chair, and we've got a picture of him sitting there. Uh, John Irons points out that Florida man builds adorable robot with murderous fingers. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of Vincent Price's last movies, wasn't it? Very last. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Movie, last yeah. Movie. All right, Scott, what's the next one on your list? Um, okay, uh, two out of three for um, uh, films and TV shows that uh, portray Miami as deadly. Uh, would be the uh, Showtime 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 original series Dexter. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, with Michael C. Hall and uh, a bunch of other people uh, following uh, main character Dexter Morgan as a um, a blood spatter analysis uh, expert with the Miami Police Department and his sister, who is a uh, Miami PD detective. Uh, and they're they're working cases and they're tracking down serial killers all the while he is himself a serial killer. Dun, dun, dun. Sorry, I thought you needed that effect. Why is Siri talking? <laughs> Would you like to hear more? No, Siri. <laughs> I don't want to hear more about serial killers. <laughs> oh, Siri. Okay. Oh my God, Siri. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's going to show up on your search history. Yeah, like when you, you say serial killer and Siri's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully at least recorded my voice. Otherwise, it's just it's only going to read text as no Siri. I don't want to hear more about serial killers. So it's going to say no. I don't want to hear more about serial killers. <laughs> um, Dexter was a great show. The first season was fantastic. Second and third were good. Um, I think the second was better than the third, but the first was still the best. And then they got to season four. And they they nailed it. Just all the way across the board, season four was a fantastic season of television for pretty much any show. Um, uh, one of the greatest uh, TV villains uh, that we've ever seen on, on a show of that type, uh, played by John Lithgow, um, and a wonderful, wonderful ending that could have served as a series finale while leaving enough questions unanswered <clears throat> that they could revisit it if they wanted to. Uh, but they could have wrapped up the, the series uh, wonderfully at the end of season four. Uh, but then they made the mistake of not. <laughs> and they continued for another four seasons. That and many, huh? Y- yeah. Uh, they ended with season eight and it was, uh, yeah. Yes, thank you, John. It should have been the series finale. It really should have. Um, but they they didn't play it smart, and they tried to keep it going a little bit longer, and they did another four seasons that never uh, were as good as really any of the seasons that came before. By the time we got to season eight, and I had been, um, I'd been watching the series with... Uh, with my best friend at the time, it would be like once a week, a new episode would come out. I would grab it and uh, she would come over to the apartment and the two of us would sit down. We would watch a new episode of Dexter. And by the time we got to season eight, uh, I was watching it to make fun of it. It would take for, for a 45 minute episode. Well, no, this is on Showtime with no commercials. So it was more like 55, 55 to 60 minutes for an episode. Yeah. It would take us a full two hours to get through the episode because that's how much time I was spending pausing the episode, yelling at it, and then hitting play again <laughs> and continuing on. It, it got so unbelievably silly with the decisions that the characters were making and the way that they were building the stories. It was no good. Um, but but we're we're talking about Florida, so Miami. Um, everyone dies. Everyone's out yeah. to kill you, and everyone is so sweaty 
all the time. Well, yeah, yeah. It's Ugh. like uh, apparently, according to television and movies, it's ninety degrees in January in Miami. So. <laughs> it is. Yeah. We don't. Well, sometimes it's cooler in January. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, February. Well, all right, January is kind of a crapshoot, but it's it usually doesn't really start cooling off until yeah January February. Mm. Yeah, with, so, with com- comparable uh, summertime humidity to Michigan, I would say. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but eighty degrees on Christmas is you know eighty five degrees on Christmas is not unheard of. Mm. All right. The next one on my list. All right. I'll do this one. And then we'll do another round, but we'll do it quickly because I know it's it's moving on towards almost midnight for most of you. Um, John says they don't even sell shirts that have the top four buttons. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Real them, quick, bef- before them. I do my next one, I want to read. John sent me his list. Let me read off his list real quick. So he said Monster starring Charlie's Theron. Yeah, it's a good movie. Adaptation. He's going to say We Froze. That's, that's the one with um um oh wait a minute did I freeze you froze right. for a second so we didn't hear you yeah you got to start over what was the last thing I said here's John's list. list okay here's John's list <laughs> uh, monsters starring uh, I didn't freeze by the way all of you guys froze uh, told you to say this <laughs> starring <laughs> Charlize Theron uh, adaptation uh, that's the Nicolas Cage movie Meryl Street oh, oh, a- Nick- well one of two Nicolas Cage movies I ever liked. His adaptation um, was amazing. Mm-hmm. Apollo 13, part of it was filmed in Florida. Yeah, mm-hmm. but pretty much any movie that has to do with space ha- films part of it in Florida. Um, and Texas. Woo! And Texas, yeah. Uh, and then he sa- he also said Dexter. Uh, he says Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good uh, sitcom. And he said, I'm assuming someone else will say Miami Vice, but if not, uh, I'll say it. So, yeah, Miami Vice. I technically worked for Miami Vice. I never worked on the show, but I did a gig once that, for budgetary reasons, the payroll came through the Miami Vice Vice payroll. So I got a paycheck from Miami Vice, even though I didn't work on the show. When you said I I, I worked for Miami Vice, I didn't know if you were saying you worked for the show or if you were like a a cop in Miami in the 80s that didn't wear socks and... I do know people that were on Miami Vice, though. Wore a colorful blazer and a t-shirt and no socks. <laughs> okay, uh, next one on my list is from 1998, The Waterboy. Uh, the Water The Waterboy was filmed in Florida, even though the movie took place in Louisiana. Um, can, I, can I just say, you have now hit on two of my least favorite performers ever, Jim Carrey and I'm Adam sorry. Sandler. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you can say what you want about Adam Sandler, but The Water Boy is a diamond in the rough. <laughs> that This movie is one of the funniest and most quotable movies that I've ever seen. I love The Water Boy. Uh, Henry Winkler, Kathy Bates. It's just, that's a good time. And the way he grows up to be Aquaman. (laughs) The way he grows up to be Aquaman. Yeah, the Water Boy. (laughs) What'd you say, Virginia? John says you're not sorry. No, I'm not sorry. (laughs) Oh, and John said that uh, what what I said about working, getting paid through Miami Vice, it it, it sounds shady. John, that was one of the working for that place was one of those gigs where when you got your paycheck, 
it was a race to the bank to make sure you could pay, cash your check before everybody else did, so it wouldn't bounce. So, yeah. <laughs> um, have all have any of you guys? I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen The Water Boy, right? Yeah, Rick has. Actually, it. no, of course not. <laughs> it's been a while. I, I love Kathy Bates, so I will see anything that she's in. Um, Adam. Sa- okay, so this is the thing about Adam Sandler. There's nobody that's like. He, everybody's like, I love Adam Sandler. I hate Adam Sandler. There's, no, there's nobody that's just like, Adam Sandler's okay. Adam Sandler makes movies that Adam Sandler likes. So sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're stupid. But Adam Sandler wanted to do it. And he got paid for it. So, you know, it's whatever. But uh, he had a string of movies in the 90s and into the early 2000s that I thought were really good. The, 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 the suck fest of Adam Sandler came after that. Uh, grown ups. What was yeah. Big Daddy? What, what, what was it called? Big Daddy. Big Daddy, Big Daddy was right. I sat through twenty minutes of that film, and then I was I was at a friend's house, and the bunch of us they all voted to watch this movie. I watched twenty minutes of it, and then I went out and sat by the pool for an hour until they were done because I would rather just look at nothing than that piece of <laughs> and that movie crap. was actually no it was Miss, mr deeds was the ones was the one that was a remake of an old movie mm-hmm. um but he's actually he's got a movie a new movie out called uh, uncut gems that's not a comedy and uh it's a big departure for him and it's actually a pretty good movie I, i've heard a lot, a lot of good things about it yeah. and see, seeing an apparently more serious turn from Adam Sandler in that makes me think um, it, it, it makes me think of punch drunk love uh, written, directed by uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. The uh, writer, director of boogie nights, Magnolia, there will be blood. Um, and he, he did, <clears throat> excuse me. Anderson made boogie nights and he cast Mark Wahlberg in the lead. And, by then, he he still had a whole lot of Marky Mark on him. Uh, oh, so, yeah. so so people look at that and they think, who puts Marky Mark as the the headlining lead in a movie? And then Anderson pulled such an incredible performance out of Mark Wahlberg for that movie. It was just absolutely killer. So to see him do something similar with Adam Sandler, I got really excited. Now, Punch Drunk Love is it's less remarkable than boogie nights but it's still a really well-made film and it's a good watch mm-hmm. uh, so it, if if you want to see adam sandler do something that's different than uh billy madison or happy gilmore or uh yeah and, Pixels. and the characters uh, yeah, yeah it's not that um if you want to see him do something other I than defend those- pixels to the death <laughs> i actually don't mind that. <laughs> we watched it last week i did not mind pixels i thought it was incredibly stupid but it was very very fun i mean any movies you've got Ke- uh kevin james playing the president who's also the best friend of this video game guy <laughs> hey my best friend grew up to be the president <laughs> Guess what? You're not his best friend anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So we'll go back around uh, and give our give one more and give it quickly. And I'll I'll just I'll go ahead and give my last one. Uh, Day of the Dead, which is my least favorite of the Romero Dead films, but my least 
favorite of my favorite horror series is not too bad. Uh, it's got it has some disturbing visuals, but it, it, it it's I don't know. It's it, it's a good movie. It's just not the best dead movie. And the, the, my favorite story about that movie is that the uh, the zombies. There's one scene where they're all you know they're eating they're eating flesh, and uh, they had some meat that they were going to have the the extras that were dressed as zombies eating on camera and they left it in the refrigerator over the weekend to come back on Monday and record the scene. The re- the refrigerator went out over the weekend, all the meat spoiled, but they were like, well, we still got to record the scene. So they made all these extras, put all this rotten meat in their mouth to <laughs> film this scene. So the, they were trying to look zombie like, but actually very disgusted putting this rancid meat in their mouth and everything. That's disgusting. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. But uh, hey, that's Hollywood. Not worth seventy five bucks a day. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I heard that story already. So yeah, I was for it. it's uh, uh, all the all the stuff that was above ground was filmed in Florida. All the stuff that's in the bunker, which is most of the movie, was filmed in Philadelphia. But that's it. So, uh, Rick, what's your what's your last one? Okay, the last one uh, I, I've got. You know, there's the you know there's there's a list. I, I made a list of one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen of the two hundred movies that I would want to talk about. Um, so there, there's you know, and and that's just movies that were actually filmed in Florida. You know, I didn't even look at TV shows. Um, but the one I the one the one I want to finish up on uh, is. One that I actually haven't seen the movie, but I've I have seen the hero of the movie <laughs> several times, and that's Dolphin Tale, uh, one and two, uh, the Clearwater Marine Aquarium where Winter the dolphin lives, uh, is not too far from here, and uh, for a couple of years we were we we had a membership there. We need actually we we need to renew our membership so that I can take my daughter there, uh, because Winter. If you're if you're not familiar with Winter the Dolphin, um, five six years ago, uh, this dolphin was caught in a crab trap. It was a baby dolphin was caught in a crab trap, got her tail or his tail wrapped up in in the rope of a crab trap, and somebody found them and called uh, called the authorities. It was over on the on the east coast, and they flew the dolphin to the Clearwater Marine Aquarium, which is right up the street. With, right up the street, but it's like you know ten minutes from me. Um, and they were able to save the dolphin, but the rope had cut off the circulation to his tail for so long that his tail basically rotted off. Mm-hmm. And so they had to, they had to amputate his tail and the, the, the winter, they named him winter and winter was learning to swim kind of like a shark by, uh, flipping the stub of his tail laterally, which worked, but you know, it, it wasn't good for the musculature of a dolphin. The dolphin is designed to swim this way, not this way. Yeah. And so they they contacted a local, I don't know if they're local, any anyway, a, a prosthetics company, a company that makes you know false arms and legs and stuff for amputees. And they worked over you know several iterations and basically made a prosthetic tail for Winter the dolphin, so that Winter could swim normally uh and so they made a movie about this and it's from it's dramatized and stuff but 
it's a very heartwarming tale, and it's more or less true. And you can go see Winter of the Dolphin at the at the Clearwater Marine Aquarium. And I've taken my daughter there many times. She has seen both uh, Dolphin Tales one and two. They're on Netflix, I think. Um, and we've seen the dolphin, and we've been to the place, and they have some of the set pieces there. Uh, they had a display where you could see some of the props and like the mechanical dolphin that they use for some of the scenes were on display. Uh, there's a there's a houseboat that was in the movie that they've got on display uh, in, in the harbor next to the, the aquarium. And it's just it's just a really cool, wonderful, heartwarming, true story uh, of this dolphin that would have died. It was a, it was a baby. It's 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 uh, its mother had abandoned it. Uh, nobody knows how or why, but just this this you know baby dolphin was left caught in this trap, uh, and and he's now you know alive and well and and entertaining people. And it's it, and not and it's not like they do tricks or anything. He's just the the Clearwater Marine Aquarium is a rehabilitation facility, and they just they also bring the public in to raise money. Yeah. Uh, and so it's not like, you know, Winter doesn't like jump up and, and hit balls with his nose and stuff like that. But, you know, you can come in and, and see him in his tank and they do they do shows where Winter just does the stuff that Winter does as as rehabilitation. Yeah. Uh, and you get to see him and they've got they've got a few other dolphins there that they're rehabilitating and it's a it's a really nice facility. And uh, and the movie is very sweet. All right. Virginia, what about you? What's your last one? My last one is a road trip movie. It starts in Tampa and ends in South Carolina. And I want y'all to bear with me because I have a good argument for this one. <laughs> that I Okay, so I think everyone should watch Magic Mike XXL. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> you can fast forward through all the dancing if you want. I personally enjoy the dancing. But... This I was so surprised when I watched this movie because it's like a bro movie without being a douchebag movie. Like these dan- these male entertainers, because that's what they call themselves. Yeah. Um, they're like so supportive of each other and nice to each other. And this like, is the second one, right? Yes. Okay. There's one scene where one of the guys is like. I don't know anything but the firefighter routine. How am I ever going to be anything else? And the other guy is like, you are a male entertainer. You can do this. Like, <laughs> just, it's it's really great. And it's such a good, like, road trip story. I don't know. I really like it. I don't think you necessarily have to watch the The first one is kind of a downer, actually, because it ends on a on a bad note. But the second one is just basically road trip fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> All right. I'll let Sherry know that y'all should watch it. Uh, Sherry, <laughs> Sherry can watch it. <laughs> Tom, what about you? So I did, most of mine was looking stuff up. Um, and I found a listing that said Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was filmed in, had some filming done in Florida. All I could find was a reference to like some second unit filming so i don't know if that'll count oh yeah i mean that was on my list too yeah all right really okay but going through going through the list online the one that i I i've not seen it maybe unfortunately um called nude on the moon (laughs) (laughs) 
1961 sci-fi nudist film. Um, the plot surprisingly doesn't take that long to describe. Um, uh, kind of a shock there, but after landing on the moon, a pair of scientists discover a civilization of topless extraterrestrials led by a moon queen with telepathic powers who allows the men to take photos of the nudists during their everyday activities. But when the oxygen runs low, the two scientists are forced to return to Earth, realizing in the process they've left their camera behind and have no proof of the alien's existence. Of I mean, you've got just everything in that movie, apparently. So. <laughs> and John, you should be ashamed of yourself. He said they shipped the snakes from Florida and they paid them scale. <laughs> okay. Any idea if nude on the moon is available anywhere to view? <laughs> I haven't. I didn't look that far. You but. know what? I'll look. Let me look on Just Watch, and I'll tell you. In the meantime, there, there, well, there's also Frankenstein meets the space monster. So that one, I want to. I think I want to see. Um, I wanted to bring up uh, a Tarzan movie because I know they filmed. Tarzan movies in Florida because I saw the set when I was a kid, but I don't know which one it was. There, there were a couple listed in the, in the, the Wikipedia. It was Tarzan, like Tarzan's Revenge or something like that, and then there was one called Tarzan and the Brown Prince, which I'm almost afraid to look Nude on the Moon is not streaming anywhere. Alas. It doesn't appear to be available anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, Scott. Must what's, be held up with licensing. What's your last one? So I, I was too busy looking for a nude on the moon. Sorry. <laughs> All right, we're back. Um, okay, uh, part three of of Miami will kill you um, is the uh, seven season long USA original series Burn Notice. Oh wait, 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 wait! <laughs> nude on the moon is on YouTube. Ah, okay. It's an hour and ten minutes long. <laughs> so. Well, wait a minute. If it's on YouTube, I don't know if it's that nude, can it? Don't don't ask questions. <laughs> don't don't point it out, or they'll take it off. Oh man. Okay, that's some bad graphics. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So, uh, Burn Notice is one of those shows that you know you know some people know about it, but it may not be uh, the the most well-known show and thank you john i thought it, it was pretty good it it quickly got very formulaic to the point where you just you knew what was going to happen um you can only take that premise so far for so long um but it's all set in miami a uh, former cia asset uh, essentially a spy um is given what is called in the intelligence community a burn notice which means uh he 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 can't work. Um, they have cut off all of his uh, support. They've left him out in the cold, um, and he cannot be utilized by the intelligence agency. So he's on his own. Uh, he ends up uh, he he finds himself back home in Miami, where he grew up, um, having to try to figure out who uh, ruined his career and why, and how to get his life back essentially. Uh, but because it's a, uh, it's a basic cable procedural. Um, yes. 
yes, it, it, it owned its, its formula for sure. Um, and because it was a, a basic cable procedural, uh, you have to have a different case or a different story every week. And then at the beginning, one scene in the middle and then another scene at the end will address the overarching story that goes through the whole season. But everything else is going to deal with the case of the week. There's always someone that needs help or, you know, a, my, my buddy needs this or uh, we need some money for that. And that's just how they put in their, their fun, their fun spy craft uh, little stories here and there. Um, but if you, if you take scenes from every episode that deal with the overall season long story about, uh, you know, who, who got him kicked out of the intelligence community and how he's working to get back in. You could take those scenes out of the episodes that they were originally in. You could super cut them all together and you could have like maybe a short movie of just those scenes. Yeah. If you want to deal with the overall story, but they build us to a full season just with all the added, not really necessary stuff. So sometimes that can be a slog to get through because it's not always the most interesting case in the world, but the show did find a way to have fun with the idea of spies running around Miami, uh, foiling criminals and beguiling the mob um, or breaking up drug rings or, uh, you know, human trafficking or whatever. Uh, and yet never being arrested, never being questioned, never having really any trouble with the police whatsoever. Um, and, they never do explain how they're able to get so many guns and bullets and explosives and high tech surveillance equipment. I mean, these guys have got the toys. Yeah, there you go. As John says, part MacGyver, part castle. And that's a pretty, pretty accurate description. Didn't they do a spinoff movie of Bruce Campbell's character? Mm -hmm. Yes. I I remember that. Burn notice the fall of Sam ax. Yeah. Um, <laughs> See, that's uh, why I I wanted to. I heard about the show, and then I tuned in and watched it, and found out Bruce Campbell was just a, a supporting character, and I lost interest. I tuned <laughs> in to see Bruce Campbell, and then it wasn't he wasn't the main. Yeah, I, if you're tuning in to see him as the main character, you will be disappointed. However, his supporting character is a lot of fun. He brings a lot of a, a lot of uh, laughs to the show, and. Uh, Jeffrey Donovan, who plays the main character, he is really good. I, he he does a good job with the role. He he's very watchable. Um, and from from what I've read, uh, as a person like outside of the show, he's also a, just a, a really nice guy. Um, uh, lots of training in the martial arts, and he's able to pull that off in the show very well. And um, I think he's also, I think I remember reading a story about how he used that once to. Uh, no, he he came to the rescue of someone in the real world, uh, and he used some of the uh, some of the skills that he's <clears throat> that he's developed to do so. So he kind of did a little bit of heroing uh, in real life. Um, fans of Cagney and Lacey will recognize Sharon Gless as the main character's mother on the show, so that's fun. Um, and a lot of guest stars throughout the seven seasons. It, it, it's a good show. People go out and find it, watch it. It, it, it's good. It's fun. It's light. <laughs> All right. Let's blow this popsicle stand. Tom, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, sir. Uh, you want to plug anything? What's your Twitter? 
Uh, no Twitter. No I'm Twitter. Just, that's right. Yeah, I just do the Facebook thing. Okay. All right. Look him up on Facebook, folks. And he's on the he's on the group too, so you can chat with him there. Hang around the Cosmic Potato and the Star Trek All Access groups long enough on Facebook, and you'll see him pop up. And where can we I, find you, Scott? Oh, go, go ahead, Tom. I do want to say you might hear John say every film is a period piece if you wait long enough. <laughs> All right, Scott. Where can we find you? Uh, right here on the Cosmic Potato Network, as I've said many times. Um, uh, my show is The Prime Direction. Uh, the premiere of Season 3 has been recorded and is waiting on editing. I should have that out early May. Um, I don't know when this episode is coming out, but, you know, whenever it does. Just watch for The Prime Direction on Twitter, at Prime Direct Pod. Uh, you can also follow me uh, at uh, my graphic art Twitter account, which is um, at Planet Rise. Or you can visit my website at Planet at my website, www.planetrisecreative.com, or I might show up on, on this show if they'll invite me again. Um, <laughs> so you, you, you might see me here. And uh, in the meantime, uh, you might hear John say, remember, folks, just because you made it up doesn't mean it's not real. <laughs> All right. Virginia, where can we find you? Um, you can find me around here on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. And you can also find me on Twitter at Virginia in Texas. And John didn't tell me anything, so I don't have to tell y'all anything. <laughs> okay. Got a stall. And Rick, <laughs> what about you? Got to have your uh, Facebook open, Virginia. I did. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, no, I haven't got anything with Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. I have one now, too. Virginia, you, you save yours until I say, until the actual end of the show, and then and then okay. you can read it. Go ahead, Rick. Uh, you can find me on uh, StarbaseCommand.net, where you can find Starbase 66, Infinite Diversity, and Analyzing Doctor Who. Uh, and if you listen really closely, you might hear John say, I think it's weird that it's called menopause. It's not like a woman can just push a button and have her period start again. But what do I know? I'm not a doctor. <laughs> All right. And if you want to know how to find us, uh, just how to, how to comment on uh, what we've been talking about and everything, just stay tuned and uh, we'll give you all that information in just a few minutes. So uh, thanks for listening. Until next time. Uh, this is Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Join us next time, and you might hear John say... You know, the cha-cha slide is just folks in the club playing Twister. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, he just sent me one, too. <laughs> A little slow on the draw there, John. Yeah. Join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast, when you might hear John say, you know... Sometimes I imagine what it would be like to be the ocean, like to embody it, to feel all of that life within me and to be an ecosystem into myself and not to diminish that at all. But I would also begin each morning by saying, what up, beaches? <laughs> too much. That's too much. I was really deep for a minute. And then... <laughs> and then ruined. Ha <laughs> ha.
Be sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter or send us a voicemail or text message to 205-642-8380. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for joining us for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast.